This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. The truth about the end time. The kick and peace kingdom with Pastor Shola Shobakide. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord for another Sunday, another time to worship God together. From wherever you are watching us from, you are welcome in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for you and thank God for your household and everybody connected to you. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for another privilege of coming together at your feet to receive your word together. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you open our eyes to the things of the Spirit, that you speak to us and that you communicate your earth. Show us the way. Show us light. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's another opportunity again to continue from where we stopped the last time. We've been talking about the king and his kingdom. Hallelujah. And we've been talking about the king and his kingdom because there is a concept that Jesus brought. He brought the kingdom, not religion. Kingdom is the most important thing to God. It brought the church. It brought us into uh, another life in him. Now the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are new. And remember where we started from last week? Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ and he said, Oh, no man can do. Oh, hallelujah. Can this be the reason? Yes. Why so many Christians are not as effective as they should be. The missing link is the understanding of the concept of the kingdom. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night. He observed something about Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ healed the sick. He multiplied bread when they were hungry. He was a strange man to his generation. Now, what I'm sharing this morning, by the grace of God, will transform your life and then you will not live like an ordinary person anymore because you will understand the essence of Christianity. Jesus came. He was totally different from what he had seen before him. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and Pharisees never liked Jesus. But you see, the light emanating from the master was so powerful that Nicodemus had to come in the night to ask him questions. He said, no man can do these things that you do except God be with him. He observed that there were results, oh God, there were results coming from Jesus' life that could not be explained by mortal men. The reason why I'm sharing this message is to let everybody know it is not in seven days, 70 days of fasting and prayer. Even though it is important to pray and fast, it's part of the curriculum for the kingdom. It is in understanding what we have been called into, who we have been made in the kingdom of God. We have to understand what he has made of us. Hallelujah. So Nicodemus noticed that this strange man, so he came in the night and he said, Master, <laughs> For a Pharisee to have called him master, that was something else. He said, Master, no man can do these things. We saw how you spat on the clay and you touch somebody's eyes. Have you been living an ordinary... Those who are watching me, see, 
The Holy Ghost dwells in you. The anointing of God is upon you. Greater is it that is in you than the one that is in the world. We have to rise up and begin to live that life. And I'm showing you how. Nicodemus observed something remarkable about Jesus Christ. He said, no man can do these things. We saw when you multiply bread. We saw when you made the blind to see. We saw when you made the lame to walk. We saw when you cleansed the leper. We saw when you healed the sick. And then we made the conclusion. No man can do these things. You must be from another planet. And Jesus said a very powerful answer. It is not so much about what I do. It is who I am. Hey. This is where the cause and Jesus linked it to the kingdom. He said, Nicodemus, it is not what I do. Nicodemus said, no man can do this. Jesus said, except a man be. There is something you become and it changes what you do. There is something you become and it affects what you do. This is going to bless the body of Christ. Listen to me. Rules and regulations might not get people to become what they have been made already in Christ. But the understanding of the kingdom will certainly do. When you understand that you are from another kingdom, it will affect everything about your life. We began to touch a little on it last week when I said that a kingdom is defined by a territory. There must be a territory. There must be a king. There must be a language, a law, and a culture. And one kingdom differs from another in their culture, in their language, and in everything. So we have different kingdoms. And we said last week, the Lord allowed all these kingdoms to be Babylon, Medopatia, Greece, from where we read in Daniel chapter 2 last Sunday, and Roman Empire, to show people. So when the Roman Empire was in power, Jesus showed up that time, believing that men must have understood the kingdom concepts. So when Saul said, or Paul said, I'm a Roman citizen, they felt sorry for beating him. Because being a Roman citizen meant something to the damn world. How much more a kingdom citizen? That was what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus. He said, brother, except a man be born again, he cannot enter. In other words, what you see in me that you are impressed with, what you see in me that is turning your head, what you see in me that you are challenged by, what you see in me that you admire, that is surprising you, is a function of the fact that I am from another kingdom. Glory to God. So he said, Nicodemus, in other words, don't be surprised that I do the things I am doing. If you are born again, you can only be born into a kingdom. If you are born again, then he said, except a man be born of water and of spirit, the word be again and born, he cannot enter the kingdom. So I started last week by saying that Jesus brought only one message, or he emphasized a message, the kingdom. He began to say that repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was announcing a kingdom that was about to come. He came to start, but he needed to go to the cross. Now the kingdom is here. Now listen. Mm. Then I said last week also he taught them to pray. 
He said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom. That word again, come. He said, pray that it should come. Then he said, at the end, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. You all know that prayer. Then as he stood before Pilate, in John 18, we, we spoke about verse 37 last week. But today we are doing on verse 36. John 18, verse 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would have fought. In other words, the first thing you should know about the kingdom of God is not of this world. It's an invisible kingdom. Oh, and this is why you are born again. The master arrived the face of the earth, announcing a kingdom that they could not see with, the, with their visible, with, with their optical eyes, but they could feel the impact of the kingdom by the master making everything right. And in other words, he made, the, he, he made Nicodemus to know, I can make the blind see. I can make the lame walk. I can make, I can cause the dead to come back to life. Because in our kingdom, it's part of our operation. When you look at the kingdoms across the globe, there are no many, no too many kingdoms again. But in the ancient times, if you watch epic movies, oh dear Lord Jesus. See, this is why I remember in the film, um, Coming to America, when the guy saw their prince in New York, he still bowed to greet the prince. We will get there. How we have been made ambassadors to represent a kingdom that cannot be seen with a visible eye, but they can notice the kingdom by looking at us. Unfortunately, many Christians have blended it with the see, our culture is different, our language is different, our laws are different. We are not of this world. In our kingdom, it is one man, one woman. Every kingdom has its own culture. And you see, what is in the culture here might be an offense to another culture. That is one thing about, by the time you observe the entire world, you are going to discover that what is acceptable here is a taboo here. And it becomes a problem. When you forget your kingdom culture, you'll be called. So, this is why I will end with the fact that we are ambassadors. I am coming there. But just to get ahead of myself, that's why I just said this. There is, so every kingdom has a king. Every kingdom has a law. Every kingdom has a territory. Every kingdom has its own language. And every kingdom has its own culture. The Bible tells us about the culture of our kingdom. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. The kingdom of God. Oh. It's not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. These are three things about our kingdom. But they are not the little but the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is righteousness, it is peace, it is joy in the Holy Ghost. But let's go on. That's our kingdom. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Remember, it's an invisible kingdom. And the plan of the Almighty God. No, if we arrange it sequentially, we started with the fact that God has a kingdom. Matthew 6 9. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So the kingdom of God is in heaven. But then it extends to the hearts. Now, the one that is on earth is the one that there is a contest, there is a battle. 
So that's why Jesus said pray and say when you, when you are ending your prayer. For thine is the kingdom. So we read Revelation 11, 15. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. That is the end of the matter. That is where we are going to. Men and brethren, I am showing us why we are born again. There is, is to one end. At the end of the day, the Almighty God expects that the whole earth will be converted to his own domain, his own kingdom. But he has sent men who are born again to come in and start demonstrating to the world around us how the kingdom of heaven is like. So he said, pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. Listen to me. This is why you are the only ghost in you. When you are born again, the only ghost who has been in heaven, who has seen it all, it lives in you. That through you, it might establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. Oh, if time permits, we get to this point where you begin to discover how absurd it is for a Christian to leave kingdom culture and imbibe the culture of this world. You are an ambassador that should be fired. We live because of technology, Facebook, social media, everything, magazines and TV stations. There are many Christians. Oh, you see, it's not about where you live that defines, that tells who you are. You can be a Yoruba man. You live in the north. That does not make you a Fulani. When you are Fulani and you live in Lagos, that does not make you a Yoruba man. Everybody understands these basic things. So you can live. So we live in this world, but we are not of this world. Being born again means that you can only enter a kingdom by being born. Oh, nations have, there are people in the nations, it's in kingdom. You are a citizen by birth. In the real essence of it, that's a kingdom person. And that's one part of what they are trying to do in Dubai. For the real people who are from that place kingdom of God. So now Colossians 1.13 says and this is very powerful who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now I started by saying God has a kingdom. He started by saying Jesus came to announce the kingdom. Jesus died and the kingdom is here right now for those who are born again. And the Bible is saying there that you are being translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So now, you are in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the dear son. You are in his kingdom. And the Bible says the first thing you should know about that kingdom is, it is an invisible kingdom. In the sense that right now, mortal men cannot see with their eyes. Why? Our king is in heaven. He's yet to come and reign on earth. And our king is Jesus Christ. Jesus is not a president. Oh, this will reshape some people's Christianity. You can write constitution, vote in, vote out a president. In the kingdom, the king writes the law, and that is, that's final. As a matter of fact, in the kingdom, the king's words are final. No negotiation. You can vote him into power, you can vote him out. And God is a king. Jesus is a king. He's not a prime minister. He's not a chancellor, brother. He's a king. Hallelujah. In a real kingdom, the citizens worship their, they serve their king. The real meaning of a king is the one that cannot be questioned. 
the unquestionable one. You can't question a king. The Yoruba puts it very well. Nobody can ask you. That's a king. God is not into democracy. Now, that does not mean uh, democracy is wrong. Please, before people start running around, as, some people just, they take one 10 seconds out of a message and then make it to say, but you know, the real sense, let, let me speak to some people. Preachers don't send you. Anybody generally called of God, they don't send you. It means that you are so empty. So empty that the only thing you can do is to take the video of other people. If you believe they are teaching something wrong, why don't you do a video and teach what is right? But you know very well that your video does not stand a chance. So you wait for somebody to do a video, you cut out a minute there and then start attacking the person. That's not the right thing to do. You see the same thing on Facebook? Some people cannot make any posts, but they wait for somebody to post and then they want to go to their wall and attack them. Somebody needs to tell you that you have a wall. Have you forgotten? Why don't you write on your own wall what you think is right? Hallelujah. Anyway, <laughs> they are not our focus for today. Are you with me? Oh, glory to God. God is not like our democratic government that we have, where you have to please the people. So this is what the Bible says, that this is our kingdom. We have been brought into this kingdom. So, and it's an invisible kingdom. This is why we are given the Holy Ghost. Now, let's read 2 Corinthians. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, for thine is the kingdom. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, no, I want us to start from verse 18. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Hi. Let's stop there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, in Romans 1.20, the Bible said that the invisible things of God, in other words, to paraphrase, they are explained by visible things. When you want to understand the invisible things of God, when you look at visible things, you will understand some invisible things of God. That's what Romans 1.20 says. God allowed all those kingdoms for saints to have an idea of what a kingdom is like. Now, if you want to understand our role, when you understand an ambassador, and this is where I will take this message from next time, because we are going to talk about kingdom culture, kingdom language. I can tell, even if I see you in Sokoto, that you are a Yoruba man when you talk. As a matter of fact, we can almost tell which part of Yoruba you are from. Ijebu, remember, before the formation of states, this were kingdom or your empire. Ijebu, maybe kingdom, Yoruba land. You are different kingdoms. Bini kingdom. All kinds of kingdoms then. And every kingdom a language. You could tell where a person belonged by their language. Those who are still very primitive in that sense, those who are still uh, so much attached to the cultures and everything, you can tell where they are from when you listen to how they talk. Can you tell those who are from Zion when you hear them? Can you tell? I'm going to take it a step further. Listen to me, and I might not go into details today. The kingdom somehow affects dressing. 
So when you get to a particular kingdom, you see the way they dress there. It's different from another kingdom. The cultural practices, the laws here, they are different from here. Oh, the old world might have embraced all kinds of perversions. And they say that's the way the world is going. The kingdom of God does not function that way. We must not come here and forget. Remember, American ambassador to Nigeria serves only the interests of America. The invisible things of God can be explained by things that are visible. He is here. Everything around this house is America. He's representing his nation on earth. You can, you might have never been to United States of America before. But when you see their ambassador, it's like he who sees me. Jesus said this when he was on earth. Philip said, I show us the father. The father dwells in an invisible kingdom to a mortal man, mortal eye. He said, if you have seen me. Hey, this is where we are going. We are going to look one by one, by the grace of God. As not today, why Jesus all the parables he gave, he said, the kingdom of God is like a man. He was trying to let the people understand. Maybe if I bring this concept to the realm, they can understand. The kingdom of God is as if a man should plant a seed. The kingdom of God is as if a man should do this. As if a man should do that. He wanted those guys in his time to understand because he came from there and they couldn't see the thing. Finally died. And he put in every Christian the only ghost <laughs> who has been there from the beginning. To testify as to speak. This is why healings happen. This is why miracles happen. It's a testimony. To testify to the fact that we are from another kingdom. When we kneel down to pray, this is why we close our eyes at times. We are shutting ourselves from this world knowing, oh, this made Daniel to open his window towards Jerusalem. A, a shadow of things to come. A shadow of something to come. He was in Babylon. But every time he wanted to pray, he opened his window towards Jerusalem. When we pray on earth, we say, Our Father who art in heaven. Because by the Spirit that lives in us, we can shuttle the two places, the two realms. The kingdom. Hallelujah. You see, where God is going with every one of us, and saints, I want to say this to us today. Church, hear me. Until you can say your office, he who has seen me has seen Jesus Christ. Until from the way you talk, to the way you dress, to everything you do, everything must represent the invisible kingdom. The way you act, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, right standing with the Father, which will manifest in everything you do. Peace of God that surpasses human understanding. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Even in, the, in a trying moment, you are still full of joy. The joy that the world cannot give. That's what the Bible is saying. The kingdom of heaven. And we are going to look at all the parables Jesus gave about the kingdom of heaven. But I'm going to stop here. The kingdom. For thine is a kingdom. God's assignment, God's plan, master plan, is that one day and it will happen. This whole world belongs to Jesus. The kingdoms of this world, they will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. You see, 
the film coming to America, there are some lessons to learn there. The other guy that followed the prince got to America and he was Americanized in no time. And when the king came, he said they should take him to a hotel and wash him thoroughly. It's not a spiritual film, but it's interesting. Some of the lessons, some of the things you can actually observe from Romans 1.20. Visible things can teach. Of course, that is just a movie. Now, some can have a problem with that. Say that can you use a movie? To, yes, I am using a movie to illustrate something. That's your business. <laughs> Amen. Are, are you with me? But there are many Christians who are like that boy. You are from above, but you have been Nigerianized. In our kingdom, we don't take what does not belong to us because we have eternal riches. Oh, glory to God. In our kingdom, we are not rude. In our kingdom, we don't lie. We tell the truth. Other kingdoms can call it other names. That's our kingdom. Our kingdom says marriage is honorable, very different. That's our culture. That's our kingdom. Oh, I salute one of the players in premiership. It's from a particular region, the Asian, one of the Asian countries. It's an interview, so I can talk about it. He said in the interview, when he played ball, when he was in the academy and he didn't play well, he said the father would spank him at home. And then he looked at the reporter and he said, Well, that is not very common to your culture here. They were living in the UK, but the guys still retain, their family still retain the values of the country they came from. In many of the Western world, you are not allowed to cane again. But in his own house, they still flog them. I'm not saying whether flogging is right or wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that here is a family living. Oh, too many Christians, as they get into the midst of the world, they forget the hope, forget. They throw away the ambassadorial position and begin to live like every other person. They accept their culture. They eat their food. Have you notice? Saraba. That was when they, what they were trying to do to Babylon, Daniel and all of them in Babylon. They changed their food. They changed their names. Oh God. Daniel said, no, we will not defile ourselves. There is that which you eat. I'm not talking about physical food that defiles you. Not physical food. Jesus said physical food cannot defile a man. But see, there is a culture you imbibe. There is a mentality of this world that you accept and you are defiled. There is a system that you become a part of because you have forgotten who you are. There is a setup that you join because it is all around you. But you are from another kingdom. You have been translated to the kingdom of his dear son. At the end of everything, all kingdoms will fall. But we have a kingdom that cannot shake. Hebrews 12, 28. Having received a kingdom, we cannot shake. God said, I will shake heaven and earth, but our kingdom is unshakable. It remains forever. It's on, because it's built on solid rock of Jesus Christ. It's the cornerstone. Men and brethren, I welcome you to this. As we begin to look at the principles of the kingdom, we have our laws. They can make noise on social media. They try to re rewrite our kingdom laws to be similar to theirs. It is not so. The Bible talks about honoring 
For instance, the Bible said that the elders that labor among count them worthy of double honor. Social media tells us to insult them. To tell them that we are all equal. You know, just everybody's. The culture of this world. That's why the Bible said that if you seek to please the world, you are an enemy of Christ. The world celebrates accumulation of resources and all those things. Is that our kingdom value? If care is not taken, you start accepting the mentalities of the world. You sound like them. You talk like them. And the world will applaud you because you are similar to them. You talk like them. When I, when I read stuff on social media every day, I smile and, you know, you just see how some people are just falling more and more. Because the system of this world is making war with the saints and is overcoming some of them. And they are submitting their ambassadorial position and joining the world. The Bible said, do not say confederacy to what they say confederacy to. He said, let the Lord of God be your fear. Our language is different. Is that of love? Is that of honor? Is that of faith? That's our language. That's our language in the kingdom. When you don't talk like that, the Bible said to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. When light is empty, there is a way you talk. And we know you have forgotten the kingdom where you are from and you have joined where you are living. You are, you've been sent into the world and the world has been able to overcome you. And that which is highly exalted among men is an abomination unto the Lord. Stand, stand to your feet wherever you are. Bless the name of the Lord. The kingdom of God. We bless God. We worship Him. All glory, all praise to you. Thank you, eternal Father, for your word. We give you praise. We worship you. We worship you. We adore your name. Wherever you are from tomorrow, say to yourself, I'm an ambassador of Christ. I belong to an invisible kingdom. But as they see me visibly, they begin to understand the kind of kingdom that we are from until our kingdom takes over the whole world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed. You are blessed. Everything about you is blessed. Grace is on you. His banner over you is his love. In his mercy, you are guided. You'll grow in grace and in wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.